And welcome into another Friday of Countdown to Game Time here on Facebook Live and the WKYT Podcast. Lee K. Howard along with Dave Buzz Baker. This episode brought to you by our good friends at Bluegrass Orthopedics. If you're watching live on Facebook right now, go ahead and shoot us a question or let us know maybe where you are watching us from. Always like to see where people Absolutely. Are, are logging in from and, and, uh, and joining in on the conversation, so to speak. And we'll try to get to some of your questions if we can. But, Buzz, of course, we've got another big game right. against Florida tomorrow night. But before we get to that, we want to talk about the Cats' huge blowout advantage. It, it was huge. And we do want to mention as well that if you've got an orthopedic question, That's we can't right. answer it, but we'll pass it along to the folks over at Bluegrass Orthopedics. I mean, we'll give it a shot, but but I, I think Bluegrass Orthopedics oh, would be your, your go-to. <laughs> Leave it to the expert. <laughs> it was it was a huge, huge win on uh, Tuesday night. I mean, it's it, it was a kind of a win that a veteran team takes care of. When you go into a building like that where Kentucky had not won by double digits since 2005, right. and you got a young team, and you throw down a spanking like that, that was good stuff. I think the thing that impressed me the most was just everybody playing, everybody getting involved. The Cats got up early, and, yep. and they were able to play that defense, especially late in that first mm -hmm. half, and keep Vandy just completely out of the game, and, and a lot of guys got to play. That just that impresses me when you can have a total team effort and continue to play even when you're up by 30 in a game. When you have a guy like P.J. Washington who played the way he did, and he had more points at halftime than the entire Commodore team. That tells you just how bad it was. No, it was so bad in the game that it actually got to be a little bit entertaining. Oh, oh okay. I, I, I will say I enjoyed, you know, when you watch a blowout game, some yes. of it is boring, but that's when the commentators like yourself at, at times get to kind of take over your personality and inject your personality into a game and uh, have a little fun, and that's certainly what Jimmy Dykes did the other night. Well, true, but Jimmy ended up, they, they pulled this on him, but, you know, at one point in time he actually went to Nashville to try to become a country singer. Take a listen. Rockin' Little Heartbeat was the name of that song. And a lot of folks don't remember Jimmy was here on Eddie Sutton's staff. We got to be good friends then. Uh, when, when Bromley would take us over to eat at Morrison's Cafeteria. Okay. Jimmy would come to – we. So, he actually had a date at Morrison's Cafeteria one night when he was a coach here in Lexington. He was voted uh, Lexington's most eligible bachelor at one point in time now. But after everything. You, you were a close second, no, of course. Stop it. After everything <laughs> fell apart here, uh, you know, he did some NBA scouting. And, he, and I actually texted with him the other day after that happened. He thought it was like 1993 when he did that song, but that was. And let me, let me just say this. Yes. So after the game, when that, that rocking little heartbeat kind of hit, I actually went in and listened to the whole song, and it wasn't that bad. It's not bad. It was it's actually not, a pretty decent song. So absolutely. So you know it's a blowout when you get to play rocking little heartbeat. And, and, the game. and he didn't bring that out. He mentioned the fact that he had been in Nashville, and the guys in the truck went and found it. So that is that the new tradition for Kentucky basketball? Whenever they have a blowout, we just start playing rocking little to heartbeat. To make it, make it a broadcast. music game or something? I, I certainly think so. <laughs> All right, let's talk a little bit about another guy. You, you mentioned P.J. Washington mm -hmm. a minute ago, 26 points, uh, 12 rebounds, I believe, in that game. But a guy coming off the bench that I think Cal was really, really impressed with was Nick Richards. Right. He's a guy that he wanted to see get going, and, and he played most of the second half. And, and as Cal has talked about all year long, it's just a question of energy with him. When, he, when he's got the stamina and when he can play hard the way he needs to play hard, it's like he got five blocks the other night or something. He got those two dunks right at the end of the game, and you saw everybody on the bench, even though it was well in hand. It, it built confidence for him, and at some point in time, there's going to be one of those games where they're going to need Nick Richards. Now, John Calipari had a press conference about 2 o'clock just, mm -hmm. just a little bit, little bit ago, and uh, here's what Cal had to say about Nick's performance the other night. 
I mean, we were up 30 and Keldon and Reed had, didn't have a point. Are you okay? Like, if we're going to be a good team, you got to be okay. Numbers don't matter here. I'll say it again. PJ was 0 for 4 from the three-point line, and everybody went nuts about how he played. Tyler Hero was 2 for 9. He missed every jump shot, made two layups, and everybody talked about how he's playing. You know Ashton's game. It's not about numbers. It's about how you play here. Certainly not about numbers. I do want to mention this, since we are on Facebook Live yes. right now. Pineville, Kentucky checking in. Uh, Warfield, Kentucky. How about Flatlick, Kentucky? Love watching that. in on the, uh, the Facebook Live right now. Somerset, Owensville, and uh, Memphis, Tennessee. Come on. How about that? Frankfurt, Kentucky. So thanks to all of you who have checked yep. in and, and are actively watching the uh, Facebook Live and, right and now. And that has been the message that Cal has been pounded. And, and it's because so many guys hear so many things from the people in their bubble and his message has been, don't worry about that. Mm -hmm. Let's just keep moving forward, getting better, and things like numbers will take care of themselves. I think that's what's interesting. Any given night, any one of these guys can step up and have a big game. Absolutely. The other night it was P.J. You know, tomorrow when they, when they take on Florida, it could be another game for could a big be. guy since sure. Florida's a little bit undersized. Maybe it's Reed Travis's night, or maybe it's E.J. Montgomery's night. Sure. So it's, it's always interesting to see who's going to step up. And, but it seems like they're getting good production from several guys, not just one guy. Every Absolutely. Game. And, and, and that's going to be the case because really good teams, when you get into the tournament, they're going to try to take away your number one option. So that two, three, four option, they've got to be able to play. Okay, let's talk about Florida just a little yep. bit. Always a tough place to play. I actually was at the game last year when the Wildcats right. lost the, the final regular season uh, game of the year at Florida. Florida this year, though, not, not quite as good as the traditional Florida teams have been no. in the past, but still a very good team. No, they are. And, and what they've started doing is they've really started shooting the ball a lot more. I think they tried to play more traditionally under Mike White, but they've really started going back to kind of those Florida Gator roots a little bit, and that's the concern that Cal has. Yeah, and, and I think this is kind of an undersized Florida team. Yes. Um, so, like you said, you go in there, Cal has those concerns, no matter how big they are, how they've played. They, they won the other night against Ole Miss in overtime, uh, hit a shot at the buzzer to, to get to overtime. Um, but they're a team that can be, can be a threat. Sure, but that was, and, and to speak to their troubles a little bit, that was the first time in six tries that they had won a game when the score was five points or less, the final margin. So they had not been good in close games, but they did it the other night against a good Ole Miss team. Yeah, and another close game they had earlier in the year was Tennessee. Of course, they lost that mm -hmm. game, but they played the Vols very close. Here's what Cal had to say this afternoon about the uh, Florida Gators. We're going to go into a madhouse. We've done it. It's been a hard place for us to play. Um, they make shots there. They're shooting last five games, 30 shots a game, 33 point shots a game. They may shoot 35. And if they make 20, it's been a nice little run. Now, who are we playing next? I mean, it's you, they're shooting them. And if they're, they're on fire making them, it's going to make it hard. Um, but, um, you know, they had Tennessee, it was 69 67. As a matter of fact, they had them down as many as 7, 8, 9. And then it was with a minute and a half, two minutes to go, 69-67. And it, anybody's ball game. So they're that good. They certainly are very good. And like Cal always likes to say, if a team comes out and just starts hitting everything, it's, it's been a good ball game. And we'll, right, we'll move right. on. But the, we mentioned there, uh, Florida shooting about 33 pointers per game. They can always pose a problem if they start hitting in their own gym. And, and you've seen this yourself. When you talk to people, Sometimes they don't believe this. I mean, basketball, even at places where there's a lot of success, 
is a little different in the South than it is at Kentucky. And this is the only time that Florida will have a sellout, if they'll have mm -hmm. a sellout tomorrow. But it'll certainly be their largest crowd of the year that they'll have. And, and so if you get a team that's running and jumping and shooting and they start making some of those threes, then that snowball can just kind of get going. And I totally agree with what you said because in some ways Florida has a whole lot more to gain with a win than even Kentucky no does with, sure. a, with a loss. I mean, Kentucky wants to win this game, certainly. Sure. But Florida can actually maybe project themselves into the NCAA mm -hmm. tournament with a win over Kentucky tomorrow. Absolutely. The better that Kentucky has played, forget about tradition. But in terms of whatever that net is or, you know, <laughs> looking at those NCA metrics, uh, a win over Kentucky, the more the Wildcats win, the bigger it becomes for somebody that can pull an upset. All right, here's who else is watching the uh, the uh, countdown to game time brought to you by Bluegrass Orthopedics, yes. by the way. Uh, Prestonburg, Kentucky, Corbin. We've got a check-in from Richmond, uh, Georgetown, uh, Williamsburg. A lot of people out of school today. Able yeah, to catch it out. Yeah. Yep. Uh, home to Spoonbill Bryant. Uh, where does our defense rank is a question that we have. I mean, I, I don't know the exact rank of it, Buzz, but it's got to be near the top right now. Just Certainly the way be that, top ten in the country, I yeah, think, you know, when you start holding people the way that they have. And that's been another thing. I mean, you look at the margin of victory the other night and the way Kentucky played offensively, yeah, that's great. But look at the way they lock things down defensively. Yeah, defensively is when Ashton Hagens, and I'll say this over and over, when Ashton Hagens got his conditioning up to speed, and I think that happened mm -hmm. through through. Uh, uh, Coach Cal Camp or whatever. Uh, when that happened and he became a different player, this whole season turned on a dime. I mean, they were headed in the right direction, mm. but it took on a whole nother identity when Ashton started playing the defense, and I think that was infectious with his teammates. No and defense became offense, and this is where we and, are. And at this maybe, point. just maybe, he stopped looking over his shoulder because remember that happened at the same time uh, that Quad A Green decided Absolutely. to transfer. Absolutely. All right, I know we, we showed you the graphic just a second ago. The game tomorrow, 4 o'clock, you can see it on ESPN. Mm -hmm. Uh, down there in uh, Gainesville at the O'Connell Center. Uh, like I said, I was there last year. Tough place to play, especially when Kentucky goes in there and, and they want to win that game. Sure. Uh, you know, and, and, of course, the Wildcats going for uh, what is number it? Eight. Number Won eight. Seven in a row. This yeah. would be eight. eight. They've, eight. Not, they've not lost in almost a month. They lost that SEC opener at Alabama and haven't lost since. So are the Wildcats uh, a potential a potential uh, lead eight Final Four team? Are you ready to, to put a stamp on Oh, no, on I anything? think absolutely. Listen, I, I agree with what Jay Billis said about a week ago. Uh, you know, Zion Williamson is a, is a highlight dude, okay? Absolutely. I mean, and, and Duke looked really good, but everything got skewed in that Kentucky game because Duke wasn't that good, Kentucky wasn't that bad. I, I don't know that there's a stick-out team out there right now. I think there, there are a lot of good teams, and I think you absolutely got to put Kentucky in that mix. And think about this. If, the, if we had never played that Duke game, and you think mm -hmm. about the Alabama game, which was a, what, two-point loss? or right. I, I know we had a chance to win that game yep. with the buzzer. The Seton Hall game, which was a, yes. an overtime game, but they shouldn't have lost, still a bad loss. But if you didn't have the Duke game, you have two losses within, what, two, three points. Oh, right. and, and Kentucky looks like the best team in the country. But I think in everybody's sure. mind, they're still thinking, well, they're they're not near Duke, but I think if sure. if those two teams played again today, Duke and Kentucky, yes, that game's a whole lot closer than Absolutely. it was the first game Absolutely. of the year. So that that was our last piece of video. Is that right? Is I that, believe so. Uh, uh, let me see if we have any other questions. Well, well, I want you to look at that, but I've okay. got a surprise for you. Oh, you have a surprise for I me. I have a surprise for you. <laughs> oh, well, good. Because what you don't know, and what folks out there <laughs> listening and watching may not know, is the fact that. Um, Tyrese Maxey, mm -hmm. who is a McDonald's All-American, yeah. was in here for the Kansas game. Last he was. Week. I saw him at the game. I didn't, I didn't talk to him. I saw him down there. I can't believe because we know you guys are buds. <laughs> yeah, and, we're, we're like this. And, and I can't believe that you didn't go over and say anything, but 
Today, I was just up in the office working, and believe it or not, I got some reaction. Oh, uh, is that right? About Tyrese's visit here, and then there was this. A lot of people probably don't realize this, but you've made nothing but straight A's uh, since the beginning of school. What motivates you to do so well academically? Uh, probably looking at Lee K. Howard's transcript from Clovis High. Uh, every time I look at his numbers, it makes it seem like you wanna, I want to match his greatness. I oh. want to match. <laughs> Did you hear that, Bailey? Oh, I want to wow. match his greatness. Yeah, yeah. He's got a really high bar that he's got to chase now. People have uh, loved, have loved this piece of video with one exception. I showed it to the lovely and talented Kristen Kennedy earlier today, and she said, oh, my she, God. Well, I can tell you why. She's totally unimpressed by anything I do ever. Uh, I really have to work. She had a different analogy of it, which I won't go into right now, but... Well, I, you know what? I will say this about Tyrese Maxey, who will be the uh, – he's committed to Kentucky coming yeah. here next year. Signed. He's already my – yeah, he's already signed. He's already my favorite Wildcat. Oh, I bet Just he because is. He's, he's now name-dropped me twice. Twice. Now. Twice. Yeah. And, and he's going to be very disappointed when he actually does meet me. I will say that. I'm but, sure uh, he was looking across the court at you the other night. <laughs> Because of your great uh, Yeah. Well, thanks. I appreciate that. All right. Uh, before we wrap it up, I do want to mention other people. Uh, let's see. Clay City, Hazard, Georgetown. Yes. Moorhead. And that's about it. All right. Thinking down the road. Last question. We'll end with this question yes. right here. Thinking down the road. Thoughts on Tennessee and Kentucky? I think they're going to be two massively good games. I mean, I think so ten- Tennessee, is a, Tennessee is a bunch of men. Again, they're, they're not invincible. But, I mean, they are an altogether different matchup challenge for these Wildcats. Should be a good game. Tomorrow should be a good game mm-hmm. as well. Uh, again, once again, 4 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. And, and, of course, the Super Bowl is on KYT. That's right. Sunday afternoon, our pregame coverage begins at 2, kickoff at 6.30. Who do you got in that game? Got to go with the Patriots. I think so. Gotta I think that's – I'll be cheering for the Rams, but I think the Patriots okay. win the game. All right. Thanks once again for joining us on Countdown to Game Time. Thanks again to our sponsor, Bluegrass Orthopedics. Mm-hmm. For Dave Baker, I'm Lee K. Howard. Have a good weekend, everyone.